His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Producer Jim Mann, who happens to have, in case you don't know, a very strong feeling for cats. So once again, you are blessed, you are privileged to receive yet another cat story from Uncle Jim. Clara Edwards is a nurse in Oklahoma with a four and two year old who love Garfield. Remember Garfield, that crazy orange colored cartoon cat? Yeah. That loves lasagna. Loves lasagna. And has a little brother named Odie. Wow. And Odie's a dog. <laughs> yes. So, yes. The owner is John, isn't it? Yes. All right. How about the neighbors? I don't remember the neighbors. Julie and Frank. (laughs) Oh, yes. They finally moved away, by the way. Well, usually you see posters around town, you know, missing cat or a found cat kind of thing, you know, a a ward, all that kind of stuff. There was a poster around that says, wanted to borrow an orange cat. Borrow an orange cat. For 24 to 48 hours of a lasagna dinner with Garfield-loving four-year-old and two-year-old children. Mm-hmm. Isn't that hilarious? What yeah. a creative idea. Yeah, borrow a cat and they will return the cat, you know, uh, not harmed or anything like that. And? It'll be full. And so, of course, they got a lot of uh, response to it. Everyone's got an orange cat. Everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. I guess for if you have a strong feeling for cats, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I entered my seven. Uh, orange ones in there in the running but uh and i think this happened just this past saturday the actual party and i was looking for an update and they say hey watch here for an update apparently they're waiting till they get in monday morning for an update because i didn't (laughs) see it but uh there was a college student that looks like they're just going to drop off the little orange cat a medical student Mm -hmm. huh isn't that exciting well, I know you wanted to borrow this idea, so we helped you by making some posters to put up. So you can also borrow someone's orange cat. <laughs> a 61-year-old man. <laughs> Who is that old guy? <laughs> so if anyone has a cat that Jim can borrow, maybe just during the show, that would be really fun. You would think, with a strong feeling for cats, that an orange cat would be a part of the whole equation here for Jim. But no. Mm-hmm. So you can We don't share. want to keep your cat. No. We'll give it back. Mm-hmm. Just borrow for lasagna. Not yeah. not the cat lasagna. You know what, what I mean? What in the world are you saying? Yeah, I'm not saying anything now. But Rob's allergic to cats. So well, he doesn't out. mind. He said he would wear his mask. I'm wearing a mask. So <laughs> Who has a cat we could borrow? What are those called? Tabbies? Yeah. Orange tabbies? So if you have an orange tabby cat, uh, hey, you know, lasagna with Jim <laughs> on his morning crew. Yeah. If you can help distribute these that, that flyers, <laughs> yeah. we do need a little Here, help. I'm going to give you some to hang up. I'm going to put them oh. around town. Thank you. Okay, Jim, so. you want to help post these? Yeah, here, give me I'll, give me most of them. I'll post them. <laughs> no, he, you know what? Jim, Not can I have them? For that. Oh, no, no. I'll do yours. I want these. You only gave him two, right? Yeah. Yeah, because good stuff. He doesn't like to post that kind of stuff. He's, you know, he's such a humble guy. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Who says kids can't make a difference? Rob. Not me. I never say that. (laughs) Well, this weekend we celebrated 50 kids who each sold a box of handmade elephants, raising enough money to completely fund a well drilling project in India. It's called Crowdsourcing Kids, and it was a chance for kids to learn about Indian culture and the water crisis. And in case you didn't know, so 5% of India's 1.25 billion population does not have access to safe drinking water. And that makes it the country with the worst access to clean water in the world. 
but I was thinking about it. I'm like, 5%. I mean, that doesn't sound like very much. But when you think about their population in India, that's 62,500,000 people who do not have clean water. And it's often the people there that are considered the lowest caste, a caste that is seen less valuable than animals. So because of these local kids, 414 people in the village of Bangarumeta in India now have a very tangible reminder that God loves them. And it was such a special event and Erica from the living room was there and her daughter even sang. Her daughter is so talented. And we're already starting work on drilling our second well in India. So we now have 50 new boxes of elephants ready for kids so they can sell them and we can crowdsource our second well drilling project. Way to go. Yeah. That's so odd. Two wells. Yep. Well, the first one is done. Yeah. They're drinking the clean water. And now we're working on the second one. Congratulations. Yeah, it was so exciting. And we have 20 more. Yes. You know? Exactly. So you didn't do anything with your weekend? <laughs> it was an awesome weekend. She Definitely even managed a trip to Atlanta. One for the record books. Yep, it was great. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't do that much in a year. Well, we can work on that, Jim. Nah, I'm tired. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Are you on Team Nuggets or Team Strips? Strips. What? Of course, I'm talking about chicken. Oh, okay. Gr- grilled nuggets. I love yeah. Grilled nuggets. Well, comedian John Christ is wholeheartedly team chicken strips. He provided facts to help prove his point. Okay, so I'm just relaying the facts here that he provides. So if you weigh out the chicken, uh, let's see, and you weigh nuggets from Chick-fil-A, you're paying 97 cents per ounce of chicken. Now, if you look at the strips, however, a three-count strips is 81 cents per ounce of chicken. But the best deal of all is the four-count strips, which is 66 cents per ounce of chicken. It's Mm. pretty good, huh? Mm. His next argument about why he's team strips (laughs) is about how you can get more sauce dips with strips versus nuggets. Next, let's talk about dip ratio. For the nuggets, you're only gonna get about one dip per nugget. The strips, however, are a whole different situation. You've got about four dips per each piece of chicken. So you got the four count strips, that's 16 dips into sauce right there. That's really gonna add some tone, some definition to your arms. You look better, like what are you doing? Is it CrossFit, are you working out? You're like, nah, man, switch to strips. says if you want to treat your body like a rickety old outhouse then by all means keep eating nuggets but if your body is a temple then strips are the best he also says nuggets do have fewer carbs um but there's less cholesterol in the strips Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah i'm obviously working out with the strips he mentioned (laughs) something about dipping yeah more dip ratio yeah which makes me think if I'm ever at some kind of, I don't know, after church thing with him, mm-hmm. does he double dip the chips? The chips. Oh, no. If he double dips his chicken strips, <laughs> okay. does he double dip the chips? Probably. Are you, I mean, are you talking it's, it's the some... British version of fries? I'm confused. No, no, no. Potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> Potato chips. You still, dipping. you dip chips into a dip, right? If he's double dipping his chicken strips already, does he do that with his chips? Oh, well, you don't share your sauce. They're individual packets. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But yet, if he forgets that he doesn't have his individual packet. 
He's a little crazy. And he, he, he's definitely a double dipper, if that's what you're worried about. Yeah, okay. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Prayer is such a huge part of what we do here at His Radio. And this is the time each day where we like to pause and pray and lift up one of the needs that has come into our prayer line. If you have a need, you are welcome to call or text our prayer center at 866-987-PRAY. That's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Reverend Tim is along with us, and you have a need, Reverend Tim. What is that? I've been kind of keeping y'all updated here and there about my mom, um, Pat, who has um, stage three colon cancer. Just wonder if y'all will pay for her this morning. She's going in for her full body CT scan to see if she has any cancer, and then she'll mm-hmm. get the results back next Tuesday on the 21st. Well, I hope it goes very well that the doctors can figure it out so we can get this thing taken care of. Yes, sir. That's our hope and prayer that she'll see the clean bill and that there'll be no cancer found in her CT scan today. So that's at 10 o'clock this morning. At 10. Well, we're going to pray right now, Reverend Tim. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up Reverend Tim's mom to walk down this journey of stage three colon cancer. Nobody needs to go through that. But yet, valiantly, she is going through this, and she is a warrior for Christ. She's going through the CT scan at 10 this morning, God. You know the ins and outs of everything that's going on with her. And so, Father, we pray for that CT scan and the results that come next Tuesday on the 21st. Thank you, God, that Reverend Tim is so strong in his faith that he's there for his mom. He knows the power of prayer, and that is an encouragement to us this morning. And Father, as we remember Reverend Tim and his mom with a stage three colon cancer, Father, we also remember our very own Jim Mann that's walking through this journey of the cancer as well that's returned. God, I pray that the therapy that he has today at 930 is going to take care of this once and for all, and that just like Reverend Tim's mom, that Jim will be healed as well. And we're going to stand strong in believing that because Jesus, we just dare enough to believe. It is in the name of Jesus that we do believe God. And we know that you're going to take care of the need along with the one who's praying along with us this morning that has that need in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I really thought we put this all to bed last week. Evidently, People still want to know these inquiring minds about what happened on Friday here on His Morning Crew. It's Rob Allison and Jim, His Morning Crew on His Radio. I came in this morning, was looking over the text messages, and there were so many from people. Please tell us what was in Allison's bag. (laughs) Of course, we talked about it a lot on Friday. I, I had this ginormous black bag. Couldn't tell you what was inside, but I let you guess. And the first person that had the right answer won a prize. And so that was pretty exciting. We actually did have a couple people that had the right answer. So Missy texted and she's like, hey, I had to go to work in the morning. So what was in Allison's bag? Did she say on air what was inside? Well, no, I never really said. Gary did. Gary did, but we had to cover yep. up his... Well, here's what he uh, said. My name is Gary, and I am guessing it is the... That's very clear to me what it was. <laughs> Wasn't he on Lost in Space back in the 60s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had so many good guesses. I mean, Christmas tree, fall decorations, a drum set for my son, Sammy. So in case... This has been driving you nuts all weekend. I posted a clue on the His Radio Insta stories that I think will reveal. Okay. And let this out of the bag. (laughs) God, see what you did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I still can't say it on air, but there's a clue. What can't you say? What was in the bag? What was it? 
Was I here? You yeah. were here, yes. Oh. I'll tell you what it was. Okay. Oh. Rob. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Stephen Curtis Chapman. What a career that guy has had. I mean, all those amazing songs. There were performances and on the Ryman and famous stages around the world. All those years, he had that epic mullet. <laughs> yeah. Those were my favorite. <laughs> but there's one video that Stephen Curtis Chapman starred in that has received more views than anything else he's done. Hmm. You want to know what it is? Yeah, please. It's him earlier this year eating popcorn out of a giant garbage bag. <laughs> With his face. That's it? <laughs> oh, man. It's got 15 million views on his Facebook page. Playing before world leaders and presidents, <laughs> and he has shaken hands with superstars and actors and have played before millions of people for Christ. This is what he's known for? Yep. putting his head in a big bag of popcorn? That's, exactly. It speaks to me. <laughs> in what way, Jim? Oh, uh, it uh, pops all kinds of faults in my head. Oh, yes. It's it's amazing that this is so popular. <laughs> that was corny. Oh, what? Oh. oh! His morning crew. All right, get out your tissues. This is a pretty sweet story. After 31 years of service as a police officer, Officer Dwayne Ledoux was retiring. Uh, he called in his final Code 5, which is his police department's tradition of retiring an officer. So the entire police department listens in, and the police chief gets on, thanks the officer for his decades of service. And then another voice gets on the radio, and it took Officer Ledoux a minute to realize it was his son, Nate, who flew across the country to honor his father's career and celebrate his retirement. As of 11.17 hours on this day, after 32 and a half years of service, my father, Southbridge Police Officer Dwayne Ledoux, is retiring and has given his final code five. Officer Ledoux, badge number 1041. Dad, you are officially code five. <laughs> he did come home. <laughs> One of the reasons this meant so much to Officer Ledoux is because 15 years ago, his other son, Nick, and their mother died in a car accident. Oh. So for his son, Nate, to be there for this milestone moment really meant the world to him. Oh, my word. Yeah, get out the tissues. You're right mm. about that. I know. It's so sweet. And especially when you see him in his patrol car and just imagining what that moment might feel like after giving more than three decades of your life to service and just watching that come to an end. And his son celebrating him. And you could tell that there was pride in his voice about his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Michael's not going to be calling in anytime soon to announce my retirement, is he? Well, know. as a matter of fact, Michael? <laughs> oh, no. Come Bring on in, in buddy. Michael. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Ashley Horner is absolutely inspiring me today. She's a fitness competitor, a single mom, and now she wants to complete Get this, 50 Ironman distant triathlons in 50 days, and she's raising money and awareness for an orphanage in Haiti. 
Now, to complete that full Ironman triathlon, she's going to do it in 48 states. She's going to start, actually, she did start in Haiti, and she's going to end in Haiti. And if you don't know what the whole distance is, it's 2.4 mile swim, 120 or 112 mile bike ride, and a full marathon, 26.2 miles. It's going to take her every day between 12 to 18 hours a day, 50 days straight. Hey, here's where she, she starts in pools. So she's swimming small laps in pools. She just started in Haiti over the weekend. And she's in this tiny little pool where it's thundering and lightning, and she doesn't care. She's just still going. And then because she's in Haiti, she doesn't have her normal road bike. She has like one of these, um, uh, oh, hybrid mics or our mountain bike, which is really hard to drive on the road when you're doing a triathlon the way that she is. And she's got such a cool heart on why she's doing what she's doing. Of course, it's all about the children in Haiti. But at the end of the day, it's not its not about me as an individual, but it's about everyone else who continues to show their support towards me. You know, if it wasn't for my community, I couldn't be able to have, have the reach that I have. And, you know, I'm not the one that's donating all the money. I'm just doing the suffering. It's everyone else who supports me and believes in me that is helping me reach my goal. That's going to beat up her body for 50 days straight doing a full Ironman distance like that. There can't be many people in the world who have ever even attempted this. It's they, pretty amazing. They've done marathons like that, mm. which is 22, 26.2 miles, which that's a feat in itself. But a full Ironman like this for 50 days straight, that is amazing. Mm. I hope she's in shape. Yes, she is. She <laughs> is. She's in pretty good shape. And she's going to raise $100,000. I think her her page said she was about $2,400 right now. Wow. So she got a bit to go, and yeah. she has 50 days to do it. Oh, I wish her the best. That sounds painful, though. Yeah, and I'm thinking next year, Allie's going to do the very same thing. Nope. For the, uh -oh. No, well. Nope, not my calling. <laughs> Rob, Allison, and Jim. Here's this man. He's 80. He's in Japan, and he, I tell you, he's a superhero. He was out back, and he heard a young boy screaming in the water. He's about eight years old, so he jumped in to save him. Now, the boy was with his grandmother, but his grandmother was like, I, I need to do something, and she couldn't jump in to help him. So as the man and the grandmother started to talk after he saved the boy and got them back together, she said, you know, funny thing is, this happened to my son, this my grandson's dad, when he was younger. And as they started to talk, he realized, I was the guy that saved your son as well. 35 years ago. No way. Yeah. So she wound up, he wound up saving not only that man 35 years ago, but just days ago, his son from drowning. That is crazy. <laughs> crazy and, <laughs> and cool. a movie plot. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like a disturbing pattern there in that family. Maybe they should stay away from water. Maybe swim lessons are in their future. Yeah, or keep this guy around. <laughs> yeah, for, for another 35 years. That would make him 100 what? Uh, 100 and a lot. 100 uh, and a lot. Okay. More than just pretty voices. Man, it's been years since I played with the Harlem Globetrotters. Remember that when I was with them? Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you were the bald guy that yeah, did yeah. the... Huh. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. I did, yeah. Anyway, but I don't like to talk about that because it's not about me. Because that wasn't true. And okay. there's that. There's Go that. Ahead. Okay. But uh, they do a lot of trick shots, as we all know. Fantastic little basketball team. They've been around forever. Well, Bull Bullard, who is one of the players, he did a, a couple of things the past couple of years, like doing a shot from a helicopter. 
Oh. And, of course, making it. And then one time from the Sky Coaster at Maury's Piers, New Jersey. Making it, of course. Well, this time he attempted a shot from an airplane, obviously moving uh, over top, and uh, shoots it. And uh, what do you think? What do you think? Listen to this. Right in line. Three, two, one. Uh-huh. Yeah! He made it. All right. Yeah. I think he was excited. <laughs> Sounds like I'd be excited. Yeah. Did you notice how in that tiny plane his knees are like up to his chest? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He could barely fit in there. Man, I mean, that, the plane obviously cannot move slow, otherwise it would not be in the air. So it was moving pretty fast, and boom, right in there. Curious how many attempts he actually made. What kind of practice did he do for this to make that basket? He never practiced. Come on. I don't know. I'll ask him next time we're playing. Please. <laughs> this is, of course, they're, like, uh, promoting their shows, I mean, their games, coming up later on this week there in uh, Wildwood Convention Center in New Jersey. Oh, I can't wait to go. I'll probably not be playing in this one, this no? series. Aww. You're doing something that day? Yeah. Okay. I pulled my back. More than just pretty voices. I just saw the coolest thing posted on Facebook. It's from the Queensland Police Department. These officers were patrolling the waters when all of a sudden a humpback whale surfaced and looked them straight in the face. Wow. That's pretty cool. Wow. Hey. That's pretty special, Gemma. Yeah, the, the, the whale actually circled the boat, got a few selfies, a video shoot before uh, shooting back into the water. Some blowhole came, or the water came out of its blowhole, uh, and then swim off to the rest of its venture, and now is, has a big Facebook fame. Mm, I can't imagine what that would be like to see that in the wild. <laughs> Scary, intriguing, and cool all at the same time because these humpback whales are humongous. They're they large, are. man. Massive. I don't remember that ever happening to me. I probably would have remembered it. Don't you think? Well, I once had a dolphin come up to a boat, you know, not... It oh. was in the wild. Yeah, whatever. And the dolphin, it scared me because it had teeth. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> what were you thinking? I don't know. I picture them, like, all smiley and nice and, like, clapping their fins together. But and no this, teeth. I, <laughs> Gum its food. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think they're nice, but what if they're not all nice? Oh, they're always nice. Dolphins, you they're think? They're kind. Oh, yeah, they're our friends. Yeah, you you've seen Flipper, haven't you? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. You're probably wondering who the world's oldest living married couple is. Let's just think about that over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Combined ages of the couple. I applied for it, but my wife is way too young. She pulled us out of contention. <laughs> Your but, wife uh, is much younger than you, isn't she? Yes. It's not like 20 years or anything, but still, she's younger than me. Anyway, we have to travel all the way to Japan. And uh, this couple, they've been married for 80 years. That's a start, right? Whoa. What's your combined age, you asked? 208. 208. And uh, he's 108, she's 100. They're just kids. Kids in love. But it was... uh, it was verified, certified, all that kind of stuff. They're now in the Guinness World Records as the oldest couple. Five kids, five little daughters, 13 grandkids, 25 great-grandkids. I thought it'd be more than that, but yeah, that's only it. No greats yet? Uh, well, yeah, 25 great Great greats. 
no, no, no well, great greats. They don't mention them. There's got to be great greats. You'd think. Maybe you would great, think. great, great, great. I mean, their kids are, are older than I am, of course. That's kind of funny. <laughs> okay, it's not. Anyway, they had a really rough start, you know, in Japan. They're going through a lot of wars. They get married in 37, 1937. Hmm. I wasn't even around. That's correct. Before either one of you say anything. About I'm not going to say a thing. You mm-hmm. were going to. No. <laughs> was, I was. Yeah, I know. 20 <laughs> years before I was even born. But uh, they had a rough start. They were, like, very poor because of the war. And he had served, you know, years and years, years. But now they're able to travel. Well, not now, but in, <laughs> in recent years, what? they've been traveling all over Japan. Now they're in a like, retirement home. Good. They act like they're going to be alive for another 20, 30 years. It's incredible. He dresses like a young man, a little plaid. He wears blue, blue plaid and khakis. Okay. Sounds stylish. So, mm. yeah, he's got his act together. That's kind of like somebody else we know. We text. We text I'm sure you do. You're mm. talking about your blue plaid wear. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> we exchange shirts and all this stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah. But the, the place where they're at, the retirement home, they just love them, of course. And they, for their anniversary or, or uh, whatever it was, they, they dressed them up in little, uh, she had a lovely little dress and all that. And which is she's excited about because they didn't have that when they got married. They Aww. were so poor. Bless their little hearts. Wow. But they're happy. I think they're going to stay together for a little bit. Yeah. All their life, just about. Yeah. This is just his first marriage. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. My son is a master of stalling at bedtime. He's five, and suddenly, when it's time to go to bed, he wants to have these heart-to-heart, in-depth conversations about everything in life and ask me all of these questions. And, of course, I do it because I want him to talk to me, even if I know deep down that he's just doing it to stall. Um, So anything that makes bedtime run more smoothly, I'm totally willing to give it a try. And this is something I want to try, you guys. It's a toll-free hotline with five special messages from Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, and Goofy. Oh, no way. So maybe maybe they can help my son want to go to bed. What's the number? Okay, so you call 1-877-7-MICKEY. Hi there. Oh, welcome to Disney Store's Sleep Shop Hotline. To help you add a bit of magic to your little one's nighttime routine, follow the prompts to hear a special bedtime message from some of your favorite Disney characters. Please make sure a grown-up is with you or that you have a grown-up's permission before continuing. Press 1 to hear from Mickey. Press 2 to hear from Minnie. Press 3 to hear from Donald. Press 4 to hear from Daisy. Or press 5 to hear from Goofy. Hmm. Thanks for calling, and have a magical night. What do you say? Which one? Mickey. Jim? Um, Mickey, I guess. Not Goofy? Goofy. Okay, we're going to do Mickey. Hiya, pal. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Oh, I sure am glad you called. Gosh, it must be getting close to your bedtime. I bet by now you've brushed your teeth and gotten into your pajamas. Well, that's great. Pluto and I just finished brushing our teeth, too. Tonight, I think I'll read Pluto his favorite story. It's about a brave dog who helps a lost bunny rabbit find his way home. Well, it's time for Pluto's nighttime walk, so I'd better go. Good night, pal. I hope you have sweet dreams. Aww, that's cute. So Pluto brushes his teeth? 
Can you hear? Yeah. But Pluto's the pet. <laughs> but still, it's got good teeth. Huh. I'm sleepy. Wake up. Way to start a Monday morning. Wake up, everybody. Go back to bed. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Translators. I love them because if you're going to another country and you need somebody to speak on your behalf, well, it's really nice, especially if you go to a market and you're trying to find the potty or anything like that. Well, now there's a device that you can have in your hand that is a one-way translator. It was just developed. The the company is called ILI. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Ellie or something like that. Anyway, it's a one-way translator, and it works something like this. Excuse me. What are you doing here in the park today? Everybody who hears it that's from the foreign language is like, oh, that's pretty cool on how that thing works. Now, here's the thing. It is a one-way translator. It only does uh, three different languages, Japanese, Mandarin, and Spanish, which I go to Honduras and um, and uh, Ecuador for some mission trips at times. So I wish I would have one of these for that. But it only works one way. They can't answer you. So well, you have to keep it pretty simple. Oh, okay. So it won't translate from Spanish to English. It won't talk back to you. So you can't say, you know, where's the bathroom? And then point at them and they tell you where it is instead of point. Oh. And the reason why is that these developers actually had something that failed. They had an app and it didn't work on Wi-Fi because if you're out in the middle of nowhere, there was no Wi-Fi, then it couldn't connect up. And then there's different dialects and there's different slang and run-on sentences, so it couldn't really figure out what the person was trying to say back to you. Oh. Well, at least the technology is improving and it getting is. there. So pretty soon we won't have to learn any other languages. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> you sit down and go, I would like the chicken, please, and then push the button and boom, and at least you can order from a restaurant. That's true. Is there one that translates your teenagers in the house? No. <sighs> You're going to have to figure that one out, that out on your oh, own. Man. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I like to uh, keep, keep you guys up to date with... Uh, interactions between different species species and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Okay. Because I'm all about the animal kingdom. And uh, coming from, uh, I lived in Florida for 22 years. I think you were there a year or two, Rob. Yeah, most of my life. Uh, So we're very familiar with gators. Not a lot of gators in Iowa, was there, Allison? Mm, Nope. Corn gators? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in Myrtle Beach, you know, barefoot landing. They get that little little walkways and stuff like that, little bridges. There is a, uh, a dog and some humans walking across there, and someone just happened to be taking video, and there's a little gator down the water. Okay. And uh, Not uncommon. Not uncommon, but there's like this mesh there so that the gators can't come up or people won't fall in or whatever it is. Gotcha. Well, the dog was watching, apparently saw, hey, there's a gator down there looking, and they caught this on video. The gator comes up. And like comes through the netting or whatever it is. Did you hear his bite? That was his snap. No way. I know. That was scream. That was not the dog screaming. Here it comes. And, and what happened? Well, the dog, being fast, jumped out of the way. Okay. And the gator has to go somewhere else for a snack. Well, <laughs> what a way to put that. But as as you and I know, Rob, the gators do like dogs. <laughs> That, that is true. Yes. I, I know people personally who have lost dogs that way. It's so sad. And uh, gators' brains are the size of your thumb, so they're not very intelligent. <laughs> Don't make fun of gators. 
I'm not. That's a scientific fact. Oh, it's a smart thumb. <laughs> yeah. So the dog's okay. The dog's okay, and the game warden said we have never seen this happen before. So. And I'm huh. sure they're going to fix that area of that bridge in the netting so that mm-hmm. doesn't happen again. Yes, yes. And then, of course, we're saying, hey, the dog was antagonizing him. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just tried to throw some controversy in there, but it's not really sticking, is it? The dog was just being nice. I'm glad he was fast. Yeah, he is too. And that everybody is okay. Yes.